The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mesrowski. Erie County Executive Mark Polencar said the county will stop accepting asylum seekers after a second arrest for alleged sexual abuse at a hotel where they're being held. All agree the alleged incident is reprehensible and the safety of our community is paramount. I demanded Mayor Adams pause all further transportation of asylum seekers to our community until such time as we can resolve all security issues. He agreed and informed me they will not send any additional persons to Erie County at this time. We also discussed the need for a new and improved security plan, especially considering DOCO, the third party hired by New York City to run the hotel operations, may have interfered in the Chittawaga Police's investigation of this matter. Polencar said the National Guard is also being mobilized to the sites where migrants are being held in Chictawaga. Chictawaga police say a 22-year-old native of the Congo arrested after an employee of Platinum Community Care, one of the organizations assisting migrants at the Best Western on Dingen Street, filed a complaint. You heard the county executive at the end there refer to this. Chictawaga police chief Brian Gould said outside of concerns over vetting, organizations working with refugees may be interfering with their investigations. So at this point, uh, what I will say on that is as our investigators attempted to uh, investigate both this crime and the one that took place last week, we have concerns over the actions taken by employees of different organizations that we are continuing to investigate at this point. I don't want to get into exactly what happened because I'm not sure how this will all play out. Uh, we are working uh, with different organizations. We're expressing those concerns. Having the contacts have been helpful because some of the issues have been addressed is such as, you know, can we tell them that it's not appropriate to be going door to door asking if you people need help, want work, but some of them are on a different level, such as, you know, talking to people who we feel are suspects in crime and, and doing your own investigation that should take place after a police investigation when a crime is accused of happening. The incident continues to fuel a hot political topic. Erie County Republican Party Chair Michael Crocker took aim at polling cars on WBEN yesterday. He uh, finger-wagged at all of us when we raised concerns about what was, uh, was going to come into our community. Migrants unvetted being sent to New York City. He promised us they were vetted. Either he lied or he's incompetent. Uh, but clearly, these folks, we did not know who was here. And now we've had two rapes, a case of tuberculosis, and I believe Plenty of other uh, issues that will come out in the coming days, uh, thanks to a crisis that he welcomed here with open arms. That's Michael Crocker of the Erie County Republican Party. We're asking at WBEN.com our web poll question this morning. Do you think migrants will resume being transported from New York City to Buffalo once all safety concerns are addressed? Yes or no? You can weigh in with us right now. 71% say yes. You can check in on the right side of our page, WBEN.com. Yeah, plenty more on this story from over the weekend over on the website. 5.05 on WBEN. Other news, at least six people injured during a concert at the Outer Harbor last night. Happened shortly after 10 o'clock in the evening during the Drumworks Music Fest. Buffalo police say a disturbance started near the stage, resulting in pushing, shoving. People injured as they attempted to flee. At least six people were taken to local hospitals. None of the injuries are considered to be life-threatening. 
At least 93 people now confirmed dead from last week's wildfire that ripped through Lahaina on Maui. The island is normally busy with tourists this time of year. Alex Stone on Maui tells us that's not the case right now, as the island is under an emergency. Good morning, fellow aviators. Flying into Maui right now, it's an eerie experience. The captain of our plane giving this message. Aboard our uh, kind of somber flight to Maui. This is the first time in 30 years I've been dreading flying to Maui. The crew immediately turned around and flew back to L.A., evacuating those who need to get out. At Maui's airport, people are leaving, but few are arriving. Baggage claim the rental car center and roads near the airport feel like during the pandemic a ghost town. At hotels, it's mainly evacuees and rescue workers. Alex Stone, ABC News, Maui. We'll be connecting with Alex a little bit later on this morning. But uh, again, as you hear about more and more people passing away and the death toll rising, a heartbreaking situation over in Hawaii. It was a packed weekend at the Erie County Fair over the past couple of days, including dodging some storms on Saturday. WBEN's Brayton Wilson joins us from beyond the Midway, where local kids are embracing the fair's roots in agriculture. The 4-H program is one for kids between the ages of 5 and 18 that helps children learn and develop skills that will be vital to life beyond the program. While 16-year-old Bailey Karens of Hamburg has been a longtime member of 4-H, the Erie County Fair is the one time of year she consistently looks forward to most. All year round, it's like more of a blessing. Social networking here is insane. I know like pretty much everybody in every barn. I've made so many friends and being a 4-H has improved my mental health probably by a lot. I got to experience making new friends, learning about more animals that I don't even own. I know more about cattle than I do goats, but I know more goat people. So it's everywhere you go, you find something new. And 4-H is really just, it's a really good experience for younger kids as you grow into it. Over the past few years, numbers of 4-H kids taking part at the Erie County Fair have been dropping off, and those numbers took quite a hit in the couple of years after the COVID-19 pandemic. However, there is some good news. The numbers in the program locally this year are starting to rebound. Here's more from Christine Basili, Building Director for the 4-H Youth Development Building at the Erie County Fair. Right now, we're in the middle of kind of rebuilding, so we kind of go in these peaks and valleys and it's because our kids age out after a while. So right now we've got the young kids in the program, so a lot of them are younger. They're under the age of 12. But we have our older kids, like my daughter, who come back and they continue to facilitate the program. But it's back to building back up. More on the future of the 4-H program in Erie County and Western New York is available on our website. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right, hey, uh, cool to see, you know, people get involved in... I mean, the fair, it's... you can... Go to the fair and have a bunch of different experiences. Right. You can treat it like a carnival with all sure. the food um, or in, you know, like circus acts, basically. You can treat it like an amusement park with all the rides or you can treat it kind of like an old fashioned fair, you know, the way they started with all the livestock, agriculture, right. things like that and learn a, a few things all in one place so it's uh, pretty it is cool. it is cool and then there's the food that could be an entirely That's, different experience yeah, too. a whole day on its own shoppers rattled by smash and grab robberies involving dozens of people stealing luxury goods at high-end retailers it happened again at a nordstrom's in los angeles saturday some are blaming the incidents on relaxed shoplifting laws designed to reduce violence a proposed california law prevents stores from requiring employees to confront shoplifters leaving residents on edge it's hard to avoid it isn't it really you just don't know when it's going to happen but many major stores already have no touch policies in place prohibiting employees from laying their hands on thieves that's Morgan Norwood reporting from L.A. All right. And over in the box office, Barbie 
has legs at yet another weekend. This is the best day ever. It is the best day Redundant ever. but true. The director Greta Gerwig's film phenomenon, again number one in its fourth week. Barbie with over $33 million, say studio estimates. Over $500 million total in North America and over a billion worldwide. The second half of Barbenheimer, Oppenheimer, returned to number two in its fourth week. Over $18 million bucks. That seems very dangerous. Need danger for breakfast. Actually, number three was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem at over $15 million. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News. Okay, um, Oppenheimer will have a little bit more on, you know, a local tie-in with the movie uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour in uh, just about 20 minutes. From Good, now. all right. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Partly sunny and pleasant today with temperatures in the mid to upper 70s. Tonight, rain showers are likely with overnight lows in the low 60s on Tuesday. Rain showers early in the day, followed by a little break, and then some scattered showers and thunder showers return in the afternoon with highs only near 70. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Joining us on the line, attorney Colgan Law, Elise Bergio, joining us to talk about the latest when it comes to marijuana in New York State. Elise, uh, last time we talked with you, things were kind of going Smoothly for all the uh, licensees, people who have the license to be up and running. They were starting to open their stores. Things were looking like they were finally getting going in western New York. And now, as of last week, they've come to a screeching halt. What happened? Yeah, so um, back on Friday, we had the judge um, was determining whether or not to lift this temporary restraining order, which was prohibiting all of these card license holders who aren't technically operating from getting going and submitting their addresses and things like that. And we don't have too much movement after Friday. So this temporary restraining order is still in place for the next two weeks. Do you think it gets resolved in two weeks or maybe not? You know, at the end of the hearing, the judge said that he wanted to see a settlement happen in the next two weeks. So I do think that we're going to hopefully see something come to a close you know, that's just my opinion. But to to get to, you know, next, not this Friday, but the next Friday and not have any results, I think will be unlikely. What exactly is this back and forth about? Why is there a stay again in the first place? Uh, can you kind of explain the suit that's being brought forth to us? So there are four veterans that are suing the Office of Cannabis Management and the Cannabis Control Board um, because they felt that they Although the law, the Marijuana Regulation Taxation Act, says that they are supposed to be a priority license, the OCM and the CCB have prioritized a different type of license, these card license holders, which are the people who had been convicted of marijuana crimes and have business experience. Um, You know, I do think that there is some merit to the plaintiff's case, and it was evident on Friday that the plaintiffs do have a bit of a strong case, but I don't think anybody wants to see the card program solved. You know, as a marijuana attorney, you've been following this for years. How could this be settled and it would satisfy all sides? Yeah, so I've, you know, in my opinion, I think what will happen is they'll lift the TRO, um, but they'll basically promise the four veterans licenses, is my guess. Um, It's really the only thing to get it moving quickly. That's not to say they'll just give them outright licenses, but I do think that they'll... You know, we're seeing a general application window happen in two months where they'll apply. Who knows what happens then? How does any delay, you know, even this hiccup, even if it is only two weeks, hamper 
the industry because it's already been, you know, kind of a years of what's going on uh, is even a two week pause in starting to get these businesses online hurting a lot of people. Yes. Um, you know, it's, it's another two weeks for, for people who are trying to, you know, navigate properties and putting down um, money for leases or for buildings. Um, it's two weeks for people who are in the middle of construction. Uh, it's two weeks for the growers who are very scared about where they're going to sell their products once the harvest starts hitting in fall. Um, it's, yeah, two weeks. We don't really have two weeks. So this has definitely been troubling for, for the card license holders. Yeah, it sounds like a, there's a real ripple effect here. And you mentioned the growers. I mean, their product... Well, right now they're storing product, right? But they're growing product that will be available in the fall. So they really want to have as many stores as possible open. Absolutely. We need more. We need we need a lot more stores to be able to facilitate the amount of harvest we're going to get coming from the the plant season this, this uh, summer. Uh, and that's been the case for a while now. What is the latest on these farmers markets that seemed like that was going to be a way for these farmers to get their product out there that they've been sitting on, not take a total loss on a year's worth of uh, growing and work? Uh, it, it was an idea that was put forth, accepted by the state, and then it seemed like it was in jeopardy. Is it back on again? What's going on there? Yeah, actually, I think the first one happened this week. So the farmers markets are happening technically. There hasn't been a halt on those, to my knowledge. Um, that could very well change, but at the moment, they're still good. Um, but, you know, it limits the growers' capacity quite a bit because they have to partner with an existing operating card license. And, you know, there aren't that many in the state. So it, it, it's impacting it a bit, but hopefully the existing card license holders understand the issue for the growers and are trying to cooperate. Elise, is there a glut of product right now? And do you know how long it can be stored? There's a, a very big glut of product. Um, depends what it is for storage purposes, but that's why these these showcases are so important because they got to get rid of the flower. They got to get rid of the the actual smokable um, cannabis that that's currently being held in storage. You know, a lot of these lawsuits seem to stem by how the rollout uh, was put forth by the state. You know, who was given priority? When is the state? set to open this up for everybody, for anybody who wants to get into the business without any pre-qualifications to do so? Yeah, so October 4th was listed in the court documents um, that were submitted last week. So if this TRO is listed and we can continue to move forward, um, we do think that part of the settlement will be that OCM needs to expedite as quickly as possible its application window. And so October 4th seems pretty fair, um, given that they still have to finalize regulations and open up a application portal. Um, but that's right around the corner. I mean, it's less than two months. It, it is right around the corner. And does it have some people going, hey, what, what exactly happened here? Because you have a lot of license holders right now who have, it took a long time to get that license. It's taking a long time to get up and running. They were supposed to be given priority, and now we're talking about opening it up for everybody. Yeah, I mean, opening it up and awarding are two very different things. You know, having an application window just to get people submitted, um, it could be another, look at what, what happened with CARD, right? CARD applied last year, and people are still getting licensed this year, like right now. 
So, you know, you could apply and you might not get awarded for a year or so. Elise, thanks so much for helping us understand this. And we'll stay in touch as this continues, at least for the next couple of weeks. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning. Produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.